And now, a word from our sponsors. The Oyster Recovery Partnership is the nonprofit expert in Chesapeake Bay oyster restoration. Oyster Recovery Partnership has planted more than 9 billion oysters on 3,000 acres of reef and recycled more than 250 bushels of shell. Everyone benefits from a healthy Chesapeake Bay. Poor water quality and declining habitats can be reversed. Oysters are the answer. Pescavore is packaged in a convenient single-serving size with no refrigeration required until after opening. Pescavore is the perfect, healthy, and delicious snack for those on the go. Pescavore, tuna that travels. Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardener Douglas, your oyster ninja. I'm here with the legends in the game, or the representative anyway, but Allison's real cool. Allison is uh, working with uh, ORP, and she's here to, to tell you today all about the cool things that ORP is doing. What's going on? Allison, how are you? Hey, Gardner. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. For sure. So wh- what do you do for ORP? And tell us what ORP is. So ORP stands for Oyster Recovery Partnership. Uh, we are an Annapolis-based nonprofit. We've been around since 1994, and we are solely dedicated to putting oysters back into the Chesapeake Bay. Um, we do that in a number of ways. We are rebuilding historic sanctuary reefs. Uh, we're uh, helping out with the public fishery by planting oysters on public fishery reefs. Uh, we recycle oyster shell to support all of that work, and uh, we're trying to get the public involved through hands-on events and volunteering. So oysterrecovery.org, you can get the full rundown, and um, I'm really excited to be here and talk more to your listeners about all the cool stuff we do, because it's a pretty niche world, and I'm guessing if they listen to your podcast, they're into it. Yeah, that's that. That's the hope. That's <laughs> that's what we hope for. We hope uh, that the you know the listeners. But you know what? I, I do want to say this before we get started. Thank you guys for listening. Um, telling a friend to tell a friend about the podcast because I'm looking at the numbers and the numbers don't lie. Y'all are listening. I think y'all like me. I think y'all <laughs> like the Oyster Ninja. That's cool. Um, so Allison, how long have you been with ORP and what made you, why, why do you, why do you care? Uh, so I started at ORP in 2019 and I have a background in environmental science and policy, went to grad school for, uh, environmental science and policy and just kind of, I don't know, fell in love with this small, but mighty creature. I mean, I was recruited to ORP, I didn't know much about oysters, but I had, you know, that environmental background and and I've just kind of fallen in love. Like it's such a cool little organism that does so much, you know, definitely punches above its weight. So um, it's easy to get sucked in. <laughs> no doubt about that, man. It's so addicting. I said, this is kind of like the worst, best drug that you could ever <laughs> get addicted to. Like the, just the, the lifestyle and the oyster community. It's crazy the oyster festivals and events like we're going to be talking about a little later. Um, yeah, it's powerful drug. Um, so I do want to ask you this real simple question, just starting off. Like um, you said, you didn't really know a lot about oysters and you got recruited. So like since you've started this uh, path in oysters, what's like the the fun fact if you that you learned that you didn't know about 
or something just interesting? Oh man, there's so many. Um, I'm trying not to just like spit out the same old thing that people yeah. always say, right? 50 gallons, uh, phase of the kidney, keystone species. Um, I guess that What's, of the, what's the bays of the kidney? You said bays of the kidney? Oh, kidneys of the bay is what, what is I meant that? to say. Did oh, I say okay. it backwards? I don't know. I never heard of that. Yeah. So as we all know, oysters are filter feeders, um, which I guess if we're anthropomorphizing them, you know, talking about them like they're humans, they're the kidneys of the Chesapeake Bay. They keep the water clean, you know, filter out those excess uh, nutrients that flow into the bay, as well as sediment and pollution and, and turn that into their tissue, <laughs> like literally, you know, build themselves off of eating that stuff that's bad for the bay. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's um, amazing. But I think, I think my favorite slash the, the most interesting oyster fact that I find intriguing is that, you know, they don't have a nervous system. So there's this like big debate in the vegan and vegetarian community about whether they are quote unquote safe to eat or, you know, if that's a violation of, I guess, someone's personal beliefs, I guess it totally depends on your reason for being a vegan or a vegetarian. But I just think that that is cool that, you know, this little creature sparks all of this debate. Um, yeah, it's trending. <laughs> oysters are always trending um and you know i've got i'm, I'm sure the listeners might have remembered it might not but uh i got kicked out of a facebook facebook group one time uh, a vegan facebook uh -oh. group. Uh, and this is actually when i was working when i used to work a lot with uh nick uh from the local oyster and that was our selling point like we would always say you know they vegans can eat them too because they don't have a central nervous system and you know that was just a selling point and we got a lot of people to you know try at least try oyster i'm um, saying that but so i went to this vegan facebook group and i you know i probably was doing a little self-promoting uh <laughs> breaking all the rules uh but uh yeah they oh lord like they slammed cussed me out like, like they cussed me not literally cussed me out but just a lot of mad typing you Ooh. know <laughs> and um Caps and exclamation points all of it <laughs> all of it and um yeah i i just i apologize and i i don't know if i got kicked out i think i do know i definitely left that group and i was like all right note taken uh won't happen again yeah yeah i i i can see you getting in there stirring up trouble there's no thing as bad bad press right 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 <laughs> that's a whole nother topic but anywho <laughs> Um, how was your, uh, national oyster day? Uh, how was ORP's national oyster, uh, weekend? So national oyster weekend was amazing, but I want to rephrase your question a little bit. Cause it wasn't about ORP really. It was about all of our restaurant partners who participate in our shell recycling Alliance and really bringing, uh, attention and awareness to the efforts that they go to to recycle oyster shell, um, you know, with us and, and through our program. And that really uh, enables us to do the work that we do. We can't rebuild oyster reefs without oyster shell um, or some kind of hard substrate. So 
really National Oyster Weekend, you know, is about them and bringing uh, attention to them. So I would say that we knocked it out of the park thanks to the help of, you know, a PR company that we engaged, Collins & Co. Shout out Collins & Co. They're great. Um, and gosh, we got something like 25 television station hits in D.C., Baltimore, and the Annapolis area, um, you know, pushing people to events at Guinness, um, the Walrus Oyster and Ale House, the Salt Line, um, gosh, on and on and on. I can't even remember. There were so many now. So we are super happy about, you know, the coverage. And we hope that all of those shell recycling restaurants got mobbed all weekend long and people are just eating oysters like it's their job. And, you know, I guess the, the shell recycling crew, uh, will have the data this week to see if those, uh, bushel baskets are overflowing when they go to pick them up. So I think uh, National Oyster Weekend was a huge success. And I want to thank Maryland's Best Seafood for sponsoring National Oyster Weekend. We couldn't have, you know, done it without their support. So that's amazing. That's amazing. I love hearing news like that. And let, let's take it back a little bit. So for the folks who are kind of like, oh, what's she talking about? Like these shell recycling. Um, can you just talk a little bit? Um, first of all, I want you to go into the process of shell recycling. Uh, starting with consumer or maybe even from the oyster farmer and then um like how does how does a restaurant even sign up to if they want to be a part of this and what regions do you serve and you know things like that great questions so uh we orp started the shell recycling alliance in 2010 and it was really to capture all those oyster shells that were getting you know thrown away um to help us do what we do. Um, And so we we like to talk about the life cycle of an oyster shell from plate to reef. So we actually have a really cool infographic that describes this that I'll share with you, Gardner. Hopefully you can, you know, throw the link up on your podcast notes or something. Um, But so we we pick up, well, I guess uh, from a consumer's point of view, you receive a plate full of freshly shucked Chesapeake Bay, oysters they're delicious you eat them you're satisfied and happy but then what happens to those shells when you put them back you know leave the restaurant so um the restaurant busing staff collects those shells puts them in a receptacle orp you know literally has a crew of men who drive around and women i should say sorry not just men we're equal opportunity um ORP has a crew that drives around in a big steak body truck with a lift gate because oyster shells are heavy, as you know, Um, and they pick up oyster shell in these giant trash bins from 200 restaurants throughout Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and even Pittsburgh. Um, And then we take those shells, we uh, amass them in this huge facility in Graysonville where they sit for a year and let the, you know, mother nature do her work to get rid of all that stinky organic matter. Like they get rained on and baked in the sun. And, um, a year later, another crew, uh, we have a satellite office, not office, really satellite operation in Cambridge, our field crews based in Cambridge, Maryland, and they pick up the shells from Graysonville. They take them down to Cambridge. They put them through a shell washer, which is really just like we spray, I think water from the little chop tank all over them to 
remove any of that last organic matter. And then we put them in these giant cages in setting tanks. They're huge. I don't know, like, I don't know how many gallons they hold, but there's, they're huge. Um, and we fill those setting tanks with water, the staff, the incredible staff at the University of Maryland Hornpoint. I'm sorry, I didn't get the right University of Maryland Center for Environmental Science Hornpoint Lab. They breed oysters and they, uh, you know, pour larvae all over top of these oyster shells in the setting tanks. Then like 14 days later, the oysters are the little oyster larvae connect to the shells. They're called spat on shell at that point. Um, we like airlift them out with a huge crane and load them onto a planting vessel. And then that vessel drives out to basically not middle of nowhere, but unfortunately not where anybody can like watch this happen um, out into the Chesapeake Bay and plants those spat on shell on set coordinates, you know, designated by Maryland Department of Natural Resources. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, they become a big, beautiful oyster reef, you know, with happy, healthy oysters that um, will eventually uh, breed on their own. And you guys That's are. <laughs> no, it I mean, the answer is the answer, right? Um, thank you. Um, and you guys are about to hit a landmark, like uh, you're about to hit a specific number. We are. We're about to hit a really important milestone. Uh, I guess we we could call this breaking news for for Oyster Ninja podcast listeners. You heard it first here. Um, we're about to plant 10 billion oysters, which is pretty amazing, uh, considering you know the amount of uh, partners, you know, men and women scientists you know, marketers, communicators, uh, government officials, politicians, all the people that it's taken to like bring this to reality. It's, it's pretty amazing. So 10 billion oysters planted coming very, very soon. So I, I hate to go into like, and I don't even say not the politics of it, but just like the backroom things. Like you told us like what happens up front, like, you know, the people eat oysters, we recycle them, we get them from the restaurants, we wash we plant them back in the bay, but that's easier said than done. Like, can you go or even touch into like what that back room looks like? Like just making these connections and. I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't think that I am qualified to, to share all those details. You know, I'm okay. pretty new to the oyster game. I'm only three years in, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, uh, my, my, my my coworkers and my colleagues who've been working in this field longer than I have certainly could, and hopefully we'll get them on a future episode of the Oyster Ninja podcast. So we've hit this big number. And now, you know what I think? I think it's time to celebrate. Me too. So you guys got a party that's about to go down. What, what oh, can you yeah. tell us about that? Can you sp spread news? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we've got a big celebration in the works. It's called The World is Your Oyster Festival. It's taking place on Saturday, October 8th from 12 to 4 p.m. at the B&O Railroad Museum in Baltimore. Um, and there actually is a cool uh, historic tie-in because, you know, it was the 
the railroads and and the port of Baltimore that really allowed, you know, the oyster craze to take off in the 1800s. So we like to call, you know, Baltimore, Maryland's historic oyster city. Um, but World is Your Oyster Fest is going to be a blowout party. And anybody who knows ORP uh, probably knows our previous event, which was called Mermaid's Kiss, which was a fantastic event. Um, we decided to build off of the success of Mermaid's Kiss. So you'll find all the same stuff that was at Mermaid's Kiss. We're going to have delicious, you know, small bites of seafood, uh, delicious offerings from our shell recycling restaurant partners. Um, we will also have healthy amounts of libations from our partners like Flying Dog and Guinness, Wither Hills Wine, Pearl Vodka, um, and more. Uh, and we will have oysters from throughout the Chesapeake Bay. We've got 10 farms signed on. So you'll really get to try those different flavor profiles of oysters, um, which is a cool thing. We're also going to have a uh, classes to teach people how to shuck oysters so you can, you know, learn this cool skill and go home and show your friends and family and also like have your own oyster parties and recycle your own oyster shells. Um, we'll, we're having our first ever oyster shucking competition which is a qualifying event for the US National Oyster Shucking Competition taking place the following weekend in St. Mary's County. And I think Gardner, you may have agreed to participate in that competition, which um, I'm pretty excited about. I may, I may, I may. Um, it's, <laughs> it's still, it's still, it's a high probability that I'll be there. So I'll, I'll put it like well, that. And then we're also gonna, oh, I said, I hope so. I hope you'll be there. We definitely want you to be there. And uh, we've got oyster art, Kim Havel, um, an incre incredible Annapolis-based artist, and uh, Goodlow Byron, a Frederick-based artist, will both be on site doing cool oyster art and all kinds of oyster merch. Like, it's going to be a super fun party festival. Come bring your friends, help us celebrate, you know, the 10 billion milestone. Party, party over here. Party um, so is that going to be like a, a pay as you go or is it like a ticketed event? How's that going to work? So it is a ticketed event. Um, general admission tickets get you access to everything I just described. The ticket price is $165. It's a little high, but you're getting a ton of value for that price. So yeah. all inclusive, you know, don't be scared. We've got plenty of room. Uh, just, you know, come on down, help us celebrate. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be a party. I mean, 10 different types of oysters all in one place. Wow. That's going to be crazy. Um, and then the shucking competition. I'm, I'm going to try and make it. I'm definitely going to try and make it. I, I love, you, you know there. what, even when I'm not competing, I just love looking at people shuck oysters. It's an art. Mm -hmm. It's an art. And rolling then into that, um, I know you said you guys uh, work a lot with the people um, with the shucking classes and other educational. Can you talk a little bit about what RRP does like on that level? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, we have a, I guess it's a course, although it's more fun than really like learning. Um, we call it shuck like a pro. We do it all around the area. We're actually doing uh, a shuck like a pro with a brewery called firm 
in Anne Arundel County uh, this week. So we list, uh, well, I guess Shuck Like a Pro is all about, you know, one-on-one -on -one teaching people how to shuck oysters and be comfortable doing so. And then you get to walk away with your own little uh, shucking kit, like a, a shucking knife, a glove, and a little um, block, like a shucking block, which is important if you don't, if you've never shucked before. It's... The block is very important. Take my word for it. <laughs> And so, yeah, we just, you know, partner here and there. We always list our upcoming events on our events page at oysterrecovery.org. So check it out. There's usually one happening within the next month or so. And I'm not cutting this short, but I am saying this. Um, if you guys have not been listening to the podcast, ORP is the newest sponsor of the Oyster Ninja podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for spreading the good word about how important oysters are. We Thank love you so much. So with that being said, you're going to be hearing more from Allison as different events come up, um, you know, because we got to hit y'all. We got to hit you guys up in the fall and the spring. And the we got to let you know it's always something going on in the oyster community and ORP is leading the way. That's That's another reason why. I was very, very uh, interested in like even asking you guys. I didn't know how to go about it, but I was like, yo, it's kind of like a no-brainer. They're doing good things for oyster community. I'm doing good things for the oyster community. Let's work together and spread the oyster message. And here we are. Um, so we're going to have Allison back on and maybe some other guests, like you said, your colleagues. Um, so thank you so much um e any lasting messages or of course the the um social medias email whatever you got yeah so um oyster recovery partnership it's no con coincidence that partnership is a part of our name you know we can't do what we do without a huge network of partners and we're so happy to welcome the oyster ninja podcast as one of those new partners so <laughs> thank you for reaching out to us um I hope everybody will follow us on social media, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook at Oyster Recovery, and also, you know, learn more about what we do on our website, oysterrecovery.org. And they got, of course, the classic video. I think you guys still have it of the oyster filtering the water um, yep. from how it is out of the bay to what it can be. Yep. Just like not even a lot of oysters how many oysters is it is it like a it's a small amount right oh i think i can't remember how many <clears throat> that video was something like two or three dozen yeah and Over i five mean hours. check the video out. i'll i'll leave a link in that link on that in the description too um thank you guys for listening um please like share subscribe do all that good stuff leave a review on the podcast um all that helps and allison again thank you so much um for coming on the podcast and working together with the Oyster Ninja podcast and I love it I love thank it thank you oh my gosh thank you I'm so excited to be partnering with you Gardner whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. and now a word from our sponsors my name is Matt Owens and I'm the founder and CEO of Healthy Ocean Seafood Company the owner of the Pescavore brand for the last five years, six years now, actually I've been the sustainability director at Trimarine, which is a, a global tuna supplier. 
Uh, we're down here at San Pedro right now at a tri-marine facility. And so for the last several years, I've been working to uh, effectively manage tuna resources all around the world. So we have these great sustainable fisheries in the U.S., but most of that gets exported a lot of times processed overseas, then imported back into the United States. We have a huge seafood trade deficit. And I wanted to find a way in which I could add value to the resource in here on the West Coast and bring it to market here on the West Coast. And so that's really how Pescavore started. And so to take a West Coast caught tuna and process it into something that's different, something that's delicious, something that's convenient, something that's healthy, and something that's sustainable. And that's what the Pescavore brand is all about. It's making seafood snackable, it's taking sustainable tuna, and it's, it's bringing it into the snack space so that it's convenient for people. You can eat it anywhere, it's delicious, it's good for you, and importantly, you can feel good about it. You're supporting local fishermen, you're supporting a sustainable fishery that's well-managed.